if it's the dumb or deaf or the seen or the blind, have not I the Lord? Question. Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth and teach thee what thou shalt say. And he said, O oh my Lord, spin, I pray thee, by the hand of him whom thou wilt spin.
God designed you. He's given you talents, and you must be willing and ready to use those talents today in Jesus' name. What was significant about the stick? It was not anything significant about it. It was just what Moses had. Uh, God did not ask Moses what he didn't have. We could all make a long I open. 
thank you for life. Thank you for health today. I thank you for a right mind. I thank you for salvation. I thank you for my children. I thank you for my family. Because I would not have that if I had if Jesus was not in my life. And I know all of you have family, all of you have everything you need. But there was a day when I, I didn't have nothing. And then you forget that when you have something, you need to cherish what you have. Be thankful for what you have. Stop trying to achieve things that God never intended for you to achieve. Many people would say, I'm robbing you of blessings. I'm not robbing you of blessings, but if the, the thing that you're trying to achieve robs you of Jesus, then there's something wrong with what's going on in your life. All that, all that matters is how much of God is in your heart. How much of God is in your home? How much of God is in your heart and in your life today? How much? Some say it's too much. You're always doing this. You're always doing that. Well, God give me the ability to do it right now. There's a day coming that I probably won't be able to do what I do today. So I do what I can now because it's what God has given me the ability to do. I, I serve because I don't know any other thing to do. And you need to serve like you and, and honor God for what he has given you right now and serve with all your heart and all your might now. It might be dirty things that you have to do. It might be something like call someone to do it. But if you can help someone and you can be a witness and you can be the salt and the light to somebody, be that salt, be that light. Your heart represents what you have that you're willing to surrender to God. If I'm not willing to surrender my heart to God, you know, we did a nine-lesson series on the heart. No, wait, three weeks. We're doing a three-lesson series on the heart. So wherever your heart is, is where your treasure is. My heart needs to be in Christ Jesus. If I put Jesus first, then I put everything that matters to him first, not me. So I surrender my heart to God. When God gets, gets in it, it's enough. When he gets into my situation in my life, every it's enough. When God gets in it, it will surprise you. Moses fled from before the his before his rod. Uh, you know he fled because it turned into a serpent. Don't flee. Don't flee and run from things that God is putting in your life. Hold on to what God has in store. That testimony, that that gift, or that that uh, experience, is so that someone may turn their lives back to Jesus. See, the anointing is the supernatural power of God operating through the natural to produce results that are humanly impossible. There's things that I cannot do in the natural that only by the Holy Ghost in me I'm able to do. We need to ask God to get in our hearts. And that is to say the great need of the hour is God in the heart of men and women. Amen. There's a song, uh, you know, to have a song in our hearts. God in this we want God in our preaching. We want God in our marriage. We want God in our business. We want God, uh, uh, the gift of God in our talents, music, drums, guitar, singing. We want in preaching. We want God in the 
midst of our midst, but sometimes we're not willing to freely give everything that we want that we may take for granted off of God. Because God, he has given me, he has given James his own heap of saying, reach out in my life and give me this pain. My life consists of changing, changing my vocabulary, changing my way of thinking, changing my attitude, changing my emotions, changing everything about me, changing into love people, even people that can't be loved or don't seem to be want or don't seem, you don't seem able to love. You didn't make me a seaman. I still am a man. I'm still able to stand up for things that matter to people. But he's made me to have a place of love and and compassion for those folks that he has for them. When he gets in your life, it's not going to be the same. I promise you, things will change. When God gets in a thing, it it can scare people. I've watched people be quaked because the power of God becomes so real and powerful. And the move of it can be experienced so real. And they don't know how to handle God's power. Just like Moses, who had never seen a rod turn into anything as small as a stick and never changed. It didn't move. It, it, it was just a rod. You just your feet painted with it. You, you carried it around. You grabbed some sticks by it. You just, but when God said, lay it down, it turned into a serpent. God was showing him the power that was in his words and in his mouth. That when he said, lay it down, it turned into a serpent. He said, now pick it up. And by the grace of God, he went in and he picked that serpent up and it turned back into a rod because he was obedient to the word that was spoken to him by God. God got in a rock that caused a river to flow out of that that quenched the thirst of one to three million people, the Israelites. God got in a donkey that caused it to speak and rebuke a rebellious prophet. God got in an axe head of iron and caused it to swim up the top to the top of the water so that the prophet could reach out his hand and grab a hold of it. There are things that many of you would say that is a fable. That is a that's just a story. There's no truth behind that. But I've come to tell you when God is able to cause an axe head to float when it was in the day of Israel, it, God's able to cause an axe head to float today. And I believe his word. I will not vary from his word. I trust his word. His word said that if he raised Lazarus from the dead after three days, guess what? He can raise someone from the dead today after three days. I'm not weary. I'm not afraid. I'm not weary either. I trust the Lord. God got in a little pot of oil that caused it to multiply till it met every need and provide an overabundant overflow in that family's life. In verse 17, God got in a, in a cake of bread given to a prophet and a drink of water and sustained a widow woman and her son for, uh, through a famine. God got in a box uh, uh, and they called it the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, they placed that in this little box or this box is a little but the most holy place of the tabernacle. The Ark was made out of wood but it was covered in gold. This is 
symbolic of the natural and supernatural, the human and divine nature of Jesus Christ. Amen. God's power is wanting to work in yours and my life today. There are many of you that have been contemplating suicide. There's many of you that have been contemplating whether God is alive or real. I've come to tell you, Jesus is alive. Jesus is real. And if you allow him into your life, things will change.
things that have nothing to do with the cross, have nothing to do with your salvation, have nothing to do to point you back to Jesus. It's all about what you're doing. Maybe you're preaching and that's what you need to do. I'm not saying that. God will bless you right now. God will bless you with blessing. God will bless you with prosperity. But here's what I do know. Maybe you're faithful for just a long time. Maybe God God will bless you with wealth. You know, there's a man of God, or a woman of God, whose name is Naomi Miller. She's got a beautiful ministry. And she was advised to pastor this church. I'm glad she did. I've been advised to preach this church by a lot of people. God will, God will bless more people than you think. It's what makes this crowd symbolize the perfect establishment of Jesus. It has no life and no place. to hold on to what we know and what
what we understand, what we are comfortable with, what we've been taught. Nobody wants to let go of what they've been taught in the Word of God when truth comes forth. You have to be in a place where truth is coming forth. God, if this is truth, open my heart. Let me receive it. Go back and read the Scripture. Go back and study to show thyself approved. I have a friend that after we were reading in the book of Acts that he went in and began to, to, to question his pastor, and his pastor was like, well, that was only for that time. When they came back, they asked me, well, pastor, and they told me, he said, well, you're the first pastor that ever taught me this. Now I'm going to teach you this. Let's bring it to you today. That was only for that time, and I said, you don't need to teach me this because I never did it. You don't need to teach me. I never attacked anybody. I never attacked the pastor. I didn't go against what that pastor said. I just said, this is what the Word of God says. And the more we dug into the Word, the more we studied the Word of God, it was almost like a light switched on. Then he goes back to his pastor and he goes, Pastor, he says, you need to read the Word of God. It was for us now. It is for us now. Why won't you baptize me in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? And the pastor says, I will baptize you however you want. There is a problem with that. I'm sorry. I'll call it out just as it is. Because I will only baptize you the way the Lord has given me revelation to baptize you. I will not baptize you how you ask to be baptized in. So if that man was willing to do whatever he want, whatever that brother wanted him to do, something's wrong with that. The more we read the word of God, the more revelation came. The more uh, illumination of the word of God began to be revealed to him. And then he came to the house of God and received the Holy Ghost. And because he experienced the Acts 2.38 message, he realized it was still in process today as it was in the days of old, over 20,000 years ago. So what are we comfortable with? What have, what, what have we learned? What have we learned? God wants to give us something new, something greater. But the problem is, are you willing to let him give that to you today? Trust God with your life. There's a song that says, I trust in him. I trust in him. Before God could fulfill his promise to Abraham, all the nations of the earth would be blessed
moving power. You need to understand that you have mountain moving power. Amen. That God is able to move mountains in your life. Every time Moses stretched out the rod, it was a type of speaking the word out and believing it. Strike the water, don't strike the rock, this is what will happen. Strike the water, this is what will happen. You mean to trust the word of God? Speak the word of God and trust the word of God. Just as Moses had moved the rod and the word of God with him and against the bringing his power against the Egypt and freeing the Israelites, God today, God's instruments to afflict Satan's demons and to bind his enemy of the souls of men and women is to set them free by you and I through the children of God, through bringing Christ into our lives so that we might be disciples of Christ. One of the greatest problems we have as believers is we have a tendency to underestimate what we have in our in our arsenal, in the Word of God, in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I have just enough meal uh, and oil for one more little cake, uh, the widow said. Uh, I have just a